Shooters, welcome back to the Shooters Touch podcast. Thanks again for listening. We appreciate your support. We have an awesome guest for you today. But before we get into that, we need your help with something. Here at the Shooters Touch, our goal is to make sure that every basketball coach in the state of Iowa knows about the Shooters Touch podcast. And we can't do that without you. So please today, tell a friend, tell a coach, tell a colleague, tell someone about the Shooters Touch podcast. It'll only help us continue to grow and get better at what we do. With that, let's talk about our guest that we have today, A.J. Green with the UNI Panthers, Cedar Falls High standout state champion, top 100 recruit, MVC freshman of the year, MVC player of the year, and really just getting started. A.J. comes on, talks about his shooting form and how that kind of came about and got developed, how he continues to improve as a player, and what his outlook looks like on not only this season, but his career moving forward. And we just had a lot of fun catching up with AJ, talking a little bit about his story and overcoming adversity with the injury last year. And so this is one you're not going to want to miss. Shooters, again, AJ Green, Shooters Touch. Let's go. I was getting, I was getting a lot of no letters. And I kept some of the letters because it was like motivation for me. I was young in my coaching career. I did know that those guys I was coaching, this was their one opportunity. If you really want the players to like you, just make them better. If I want to keep playing this game, you know, as a job, I, I have to continue to get better at that. You have to figure out a way to carve out some value that you have that you can bring not only to your team, but also your profession. It's really good information, and I pick up little nuggets all the time. For me, it's all about confidence, man. You, you have to have confidence to be a shooter, to be uh, a basketball player in general, and to have success. You, you, it's all about confidence. If they walk a mile in my shoes, then they can ball like I do, but my game different, not the same with it. I travel now, y'all just change, pivot. Well, AJ Green, welcome to the Shooter's Touch. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm excited. We're excited to have you too. This is a, a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. Um, before we jump into um, the background, we always got to throw it back and learn a little bit about when basketball came in. Um, what, what was your reaction when you heard last week, uh, former teammate um, Wieskamp getting drafted in the NBA? Was that something that uh, you were pretty excited about? Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I was, I'm very happy for him that uh, he was able to make that happen. You know, it's, I've been playing with them since sixth grade, and uh, that's kind of both been our dream always. So, yeah, for him to make that happen, it's, I think it's great for him, and he's in a great spot down there in San Antonio. Yeah, that feels like a good fit on paper anyway for uh, uh, a guy with his talents to go down and play with Pop. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how it, it all shakes out. And um, you have a little experience with the NBA too. What uh, what was your your process, your tryouts like? Yeah. So it was, you know, it wasn't exactly kind of how it normally would, would be in the year. Um, I didn't get to do any workouts with teams. I uh, really go and meet with teams in person. Everything was over Zoom. Uh, so I just had, like, I think it was six different interviews with teams. I'm um, just kind of talking to teams, uh, getting to know them a little bit, and them getting to know me, and also talking about kind of my game a little bit and what they think I need to improve upon. Um you know, to kind of play at that level and be effective at that level. But it was great, great experience. Um, learned a lot from it. 
was there you mentioned a lot was done over zoom with like interviews and stuff um were they able to watch any of your workouts then or uh were, were those just recorded and you sent them to them or how'd that go there was like unfortunately none of that like there was really, really? no basketball stuff involved with it um which was too bad i mean because i think that's yeah. kind of one of the biggest things is being able to do that but you know hopefully next year that time right. will come and, yeah yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, yeah, as, um, as Brian mentioned, uh, we'd like to start episodes off, just kind of throwing it back. And I, uh, you know, have a, have a history with you. So know a little bit about your background, um, you know, me playing at UNI and actually playing for your dad uh, all five years there. So um, I know a little bit about it, but let's just go back for our listeners here. Um, where did basketball come in and then kind of walk us through all the way up to high school? So I think, I mean, I can't exactly remember a specific time when it came in. I think I was kind of just like as far back as I can remember, I was kind of around the games because my dad coaching in so many different places. I was always, you know, whether it was at you and I being a ball boy, um, coming to the conference tournament, going to practices, like that type of thing, or uh, just being around the team. But I think it was probably where I like my first memories come in is like when I was four or five playing um, just in some like little rec leagues kind of. Um, you know, and that's kind of what it was for a while. And, you know, as you grow, you start to kind of get into the AU stuff, traveling a little bit. Um, but I think, you know, it was probably for me around like seventh, eighth grade is when I really started to take it seriously on um, the basketball thing and realize, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to play college basketball. I've been watching it my whole life, been around it. And, you know, I want to be playing for you and I someday. So that's kind of when I took it upon myself to, you know, try and get in the gym more, um, get better. And I was kind of just my mindset all throughout high school is, you know, do everything I can do, work hard and trust that, you know, I'm working hard and it'll take me to where I want to get to. So I guess that's kind of just the story in the, in the UNI where I am now. Yeah. Uh, was there ever any other any other sports? I mean, I'm assuming when you were little, you played, but was there ever any other sports that you're like, yeah, I, you know, really like this sport. Uh, you know, I can see myself kind of excelling in this or was it kind of on a season to season basis like this for most kids? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Especially when I was younger, it was like we were in baseball season and that's baseball is all I wanted to play. You know, so it was football and that's all I wanted to do. Um, but I really, I really enjoyed baseball a lot. Um, if I would have been able to play in high school, I think I would have. Unfortunately, in Iowa, we played in the summer. So it was just that AU conflict where I couldn't. But I enjoyed baseball a lot. Uh, I played golf for two years in high school and then had to drop that because it meant so frustrating for me. <laughs> it seemed so easy. And, not but uh yeah i think you know baseball i said was a big one or uh, yeah I, really well, playing. I think i may have seen that uh, you got a letter in golf though so it must not have been uh, I, yeah, just not I, with that tough <laughs> i was on varsity i mean i'm i can go out and i'll shoot a 40 here and there uh, i'm decent but it's can't not it, playing it's uh I, I mean, I would agree with you that it's a lot more frustrating than, than the game of basketball for sure. So yeah. I'm in agreement there. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I guess, you know, just from knowing and, you know, being around you a little bit, I know that um, in childhood, you, you guys moved around a little bit with, um, you know, um, you mentioned with your dad kind of coaching and, you know, yeah. different areas and stuff like that. How did those moves go? Um, you know, what was the transition like? And, um, you know, how did, uh, how did that affect, ho affect your hoops? Yeah, so fortunately, um, basically all of our moves, it was like 
I was young enough to where it really didn't affect me too much. Um, really, the only one was the last one when he went to Eau Claire when I was going into sixth grade. You know, that's kind of a little bit around that time where you don't really want to move and you're starting to, you know, find a group of friends and whatnot that you like. So that one was kind of tough um, going there, but we were only there for eight months and then we came back here. So, I mean, it really worked out. And through that too, um, that's actually how I got connected with Barnstormers when we moved back. So I guess that kind of worked out for me too in the end there. But yeah, most of them I was, I don't really remember too much of it vividly. It's pretty young. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, I guess helps helps a little bit when 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 you're a little bit younger too. But um, what about I, I uh, you mentioned that you know seventh or eighth grade is in your head when it kind of was like yeah basketball is what I want to do. Now I'm gonna do everything I can um, in order to get to the next level. What yeah. um was there was was uh, was there a burst onto the scene moment for you? You know whether that be. AAU basketball when you're you know getting watched by these coaches or you you kind of you kind of realize that yeah you know I might uh, I might be pretty good at this game I I think I, I can't say there's an exact moment I think it's kind of just like like you said a little bit where you realize like you are pretty good at it and I enjoyed playing a lot and I wanted to stay good at it kind of and so I just kind of like you know, I realized, like, in order to do that, it's not going to be easy. And, you know, I just got to keep working and stay at it, really. But, yeah, I, I mean, I can't really say there's one specific moment that kind of, like, flipped the switch for me to where I was yeah. like, all right, I'm going to do this for real now. So, kind of just over time, I think just being around basketball so much just kind of right. was in, kind of ingrained in me almost a little bit. Yeah, and it, I mean, it sure helps. You know, we talked to a lot of a lot of, I guess, players and former players on this podcast, and it helps. You know, with with your dad being so involved in basketball and just being around mm -hmm. the game, you know, you learn so much okay. outside. Um, I guess rather than somebody who might not be around it so much, and you know, yeah. I guess those kids or those people have to have to learn in practice. Um, you know, compared to what you probably already learned, um, and stuff like that. So that's yeah, obviously we hear hear that a lot. Yeah. Um, what about, I guess, moving into high school, uh, Cedar Falls, um, and what was the biggest transition that uh, you had, I guess, moving from eighth grade into high school, um, if you can recall one? I think definitely just the, like, physicality aspect of it and size, because at the time, I was, like, 5'9", buck 40. I was not very big <laughs> back then. So, you know, you go from playing against eighth graders where, you know, they're not great to playing against some seniors in high school that grown men basically at the time. So I think just kind of getting used to that part of it, the physicality of it, because skill wise and everything, like I kind of understood the game well enough and was developed well enough in that area that I could hold my own, but just, yeah, like I said, physicality kind of. Yeah. I think, I think moving into high school is one thing and then, you know, we can get into it, but moving into college is a, is, is a whole nother yeah. level with that. Um, yeah. What about, I guess, I guess, I guess walk us through your high school career here. So, I mean, I was, I was obviously freshman, you know, I'm, I'm looking at some of the stats here, you know, all state, uh, 2016, 17, 18, uh, Cedar Falls all-time leading score, but, you know, walk us through that freshman year and, you know, um, you know, maybe some of the memories and, and, you know, your record as, as well. Freshman year. Yeah, we weren't, I think we ended up like 500 maybe. Um, and we weren't really great. I kind of just more, was a role player then, uh, 
you know, I didn't really score too much. I think I averaged like eight points a game. Just kind of was more of a point guard and I was running some offense, giving it to some older guys that, you know, deserve to be shooting more at the time that were better than me, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, we really didn't have a great year uh, and I didn't want to have that again. So I kind of sophomore year tried to step up a little bit, take a little bit more of a role and, you know, I was trying to be that guy. Was that, um, I guess, was was that the game plan? I mean, talking to your coaches and stuff like that, that, hey, you know, you need to, like, this is your year, you need to be that scorer now? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I think they expected more out of me. Um, but it's also like you, I mean, you're probably the same way. Like, you expect so much out of yourself, um, even more than what others do, kind of. So you want to make that happen just for, like, yourself, kind of. So um, I think it was both. Like, they expected me to, and I was like, I know – you know, I played a year. I know, like I'm, I can play with these guys. I'm better than these guys. So why not just go out and, you know, hoop and do my thing? So I think I gained a lot of confidence that year for sure, and that helped me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I I keep comparing high school to college, but you know, that freshman to sophomore year in high school is when all that confidence is gained. You know, so much confidence yeah. gained. Then freshman year, sophomore year in college, same thing. You know, I feel like freshman year kind of walking in and. Yeah kind of a deer in headlights a little bit in college. And then that's often is when things kind of slow down a little bit for you. So, um, well, let's skip ahead um, to, uh, to, I, to I guess your senior year um, at Sear Falls. Um, obviously, like you said, kind of progress through your high school career, you know, scoring more, you know, doing more of the basketball, getting more attention and stuff like that. But um, I guess your senior year had a, had a great year uh, as far as record goes and obviously ended uh, with the state title. What do you remember about um, what What do you remember about that year and the state tournament run that you guys had? Yeah, I, we, I think we just had a, a really great team that year. Where, you know, we had all the pieces and people kind of recognized that early on, and we got everybody to buy in um, early enough on in the season where you know we were able to just keep getting better and better. Um, and we also, I mean, it doesn't hurt when you got like five D one athletes on your team between football and basketball, so. That doesn't you know, hurt, no. Yeah, it helped us a lot. But um, I think, you know, I made sure everybody on the team knew early on that year, like, we're like, the goal is win state this year. You know, like, we're going to make this happen. And you guys are going to do everything that you can. I promise I will, too. So, you know, we, uh, I think once we got to state, it's almost kind of like we knew, like, you know, we're here, like, this is game over, kind of like, we're not going to lose. Um, so it was almost like I think our hardest game was just getting to state was the yeah. playing the Buchemstead and McLeod. That was our closest game. I think we only won by like five or six, and then we got to state, and you know we won every game by ten or more. So that was kind of that. Um, yeah. Who were those? Uh, who were who were those state games against? First one was uh, Sioux City East, and we beat them pretty good. And then it was uh, I think Des Moines Valley. And that was our closest game. Then we played Iowa City West in the championship. City West, I okay, um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And then, uh, obviously, the best way to go out high school winning the state title. Um, yep. I guess let's maybe let's maybe take it back a little bit to I guess your entire high school career and and the recruiting path for you. Um, yeah, obviously that starts really. I mean, I, I'm assuming that may have started before freshman year uh, uh, with you. Um, what did, what was that like? Um, and then obviously, yeah. you know, you end up at UNI. You know, what was the what was the recruiting process like for you? 
so I really it didn't start to like the spring of 10th grade really um I think it was like coach Jake and my dad kind of like not that they're holding off but they didn't want to just throw out an offer super early just because I was who I was my dad was coaching kind of but uh no the recruiting process it was it was I don't want to say interesting but it was like a good um different kind of than most kids obviously you know it was kind of a lot of a lot of other coaches um, would reach out to my dad first and be like, what age did have interest in coming here? And then he would ask me and then I'd say, no way. Or, okay, maybe <laughs> talk to them. Uh, no, but he, my dad was great about it too. Like he, he uh, wanted me to, you know, talk to other schools and see what other schools had to offer so I could kind of get the full experience and not just, you know, think I'm going to you and I, like I didn't truthfully, I didn't want to go to you and I, uh, when it started, I wanted to go somewhere else. I didn't know where, but I wanted to go somewhere else. And then kind of as it just went on, as I got kind of towards the summer, I would say of 11th grade, my last AU season, um, I was like, I realized, you know, like you and I have got everything that I need and I can make, you know, everything happen, accomplish my goals and dreams from you and I. I didn't need to go to Virginia or a big school like that to yeah. make it happen. So, I mean, it was, it was a good process. I, you know, it, it can kind of get long at sometimes talking to all the coaches and doing that type of thing, but no, it was positive and I liked it a lot. So I was working, um, Iowa state basketball camp when you were on campus. Uh, sure. okay. yeah. And, um, when you came in that summer, uh, there during camp or whatever, and, um, I know from talking with some of the guys on staff and they were pretty optimistic after, uh, after your visit felt pretty good about maybe, uh, Iowa state felt like a pretty good landing spot, but, uh, it also felt like at that point it was, uh, you're going to have to show me something to pull me away from you and I, but what do you, what do you remember about your trip over to Ames? Yeah, uh, I, it was great. I actually, that was probably my, for a while, my like second school, or in the top running. Like, I like Iowa State a lot. I really love Coach Palm. Uh, he was a great guy, and I liked, you know, kind of how they played, how he let his guys play, his point guards play, and the freedom they had. Um, so it was, you know, pop. Like, I loved talking to all those coaches, loved going down there. But like you said, kind of it was, you know, like what what is going to be puts you guys above kind of you and I a little bit when it came down to it. But, no, it was – I liked Iowa State a lot for sure. Yeah, I think uh, if I recall correctly, you'll you'll maybe have to um, maybe I'll tell me if I'm right on this, but I I think I was at the Iowa State KU game when you you were visiting. Yeah. That. yeah. Uh, and I would I mean you guys were obviously by the bench, and I remember talking to your dad after that. I was like I was like KG, what are you doing here? Like this environment is awesome. <laughs> what is <laughs> he? You know he might he might really like this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I had other conversations with with with, with your dad about that too, and. Yeah, he, he mentioned it so many times that, you know, he, he just wanted to let you make the decision on your own, um, which is awesome. You know, that's that's exactly what you want as a as a young kid trying trying to make one of those big time decisions, too. But um, what about uh, I guess here's a question for you. What what was a letter, a phone call, an email, whatever it was um, that young AJ would have thought was the coolest? Like, you know, uh, a bigger school calling you, a bigger school sending you a letter. What was I mean, what was that? Oh, man. Uh, there's some funny stories. There's a, out at Clemson. So Clemson recruited me pretty hard, and they 
they were trying to sell me hard on uh, their campus is like right on a big lake, like good for bass fishing. I love fishing. <laughs> like that was their thing. Like we got like sending me pictures of their team out on fishing trips. Like oh, you can fish great. But uh, this is a, I don't know. I hope this doesn't come back to me. But one of their coaches called me and while he was recruiting me and, you know, he was talking to me about fishing and he asked me, he said, uh, I won't say who it was, but he said, uh, so Iowa, you guys, is it saltwater fishing, fishing, freshwater fishing? What do you guys got up there? I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> in the Midwest here. Yeah, you got to educate him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, I just had, I'd say uh, just some the talks I had with some of the coaches, um, like with Coach Bennett at Virginia was really good. I enjoyed talking to him and Coach Prom. That was kind of just the biggest thing for me. You know, just kind of what they had to say and how they kind of respected the how the process was for me with, with my dad and everything. And I appreciated that quite a bit. Yeah. We talked so, about it a little bit here. Um, what, um, I guess overall, you you mentioned you kind of wanted to get away from Sear Falls, get away from you and I. Um, what, what, what made that start to change? You know, what were some of the thoughts you had or some of the, I guess, like thought process that you went through, um, you know, when you made that decision? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say it was mostly just the, the relationships I had already built here, whether it was with the players, um, obviously with coaches, just realizing like, you know, I'm probably not going to get this at any other school. And just the belief from the start that Coach Shake had to me and what the confidence he gave me, what he was going to let me do in the plan he had for me, like, you know, other schools can say that kind of, and I mean, they can give you that too. But I was like, I mean, you and I here, like, I'm going to be, you know, Tut helped me a lot in the recruiting process. And one thing he told me was, you know, sometimes it's better to be the big fish in a small pond, you know, rather than the other way around. And that kind of stuck with me. Um, really kind of just, you know, kind of made that, that flip in my head, knowing that why not come to you and I and make it happen. So. We talk, uh, we talk fit a lot on the podcast. And so it's all about finding the right fit and, uh, you know, what makes the most sense for you. And it's amazing how things work out when you find that right fit. And it, uh, yeah. so far I'd say you found the right fit, but, uh, before, before we dive into a little bit of, uh, being a Panther, I, I gotta know the, the full sleeve t-shirt under the Jersey, where, where did this come about? And have you been doing this for a while or what's the deal with the t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. No, that, that started in high school. That was uh, my freshman year in high school. I, did, I was – I couldn't be pulling off the, the just the jersey. I was too skinny. Didn't have any muscle. It was baggy on the weight room. It looked awkward. So I kind of stuck with the T-shirt. Um, and it was kind of – I just kind of, you know, took it in like, you know, it's my thing. I'm going to wear it. But, uh, yeah, I, haven't, I don't think I wore it much my sophomore year. And then last year I didn't plan – I wasn't going to – kind of got away from it now but, well you didn't yeah. I don't if I remember correctly you didn't start freshman year with it but then it uh made a little comeback didn't it yeah it did it did a little bit yeah I was you know you, you kind of get a little stereotypical like man maybe oh, yeah. I need to bring it back a little bit I had to get the, to get the feelings back yeah yeah. <laughs> so uh sticking with that then um you talked about size obviously um visible difference between when you stepped on campus uh to where you're at now so what how, what, how much are we talking how much muscle have you put on uh since you first stepped on campus yeah truthfully it wasn't like in the time i've been here i've i've given i've gained like 15 pounds probably but uh yeah i think i came in just below 180 and then it wasn't until 
like this past fall, like kind of before I got hurt when I was like sitting around 193 to 195 where I am now. But I think kind of just over time, just got stronger, put on some muscle, um, kept maturing a little bit. So, yeah, that's well, it's, kind of it. it. It's like I said, it's uh, visibly noticeable. And I think it also has uh, obviously helped your game um, as we talked about, obviously transitioning from, um, you know, into high school and then obviously to the next level in college. Uh, the, the physicality is always the big adjustment. I, I think that and the speed of the game and then uh, and then obviously just the fact that it, it becomes literally your full time job and what you're doing. And so um but what do you remember? Okay, so your Cedar Falls, you know, you grew up, went to high school there. None of that's kind of new. But was there was there something walking on campus, um, first time? What do you remember? What was what was the biggest thing? Whether it was being on the basketball team or just being in college. What do you remember about? Oh man, like that that wake up moment of like, hey, I'm in college. Like here we go. Uh, man. Ooh, I don't know. I mean. Was it like that? Was it like that first econ class or something where you're like, "Oh man, this is I'm not in high school anymore." That was my wake up moment. Yeah. Econ class. <laughs> uh, shoot. I mean, there wasn't really any crazy moment. Like, I don't like school wise. It, truthfully, it's not that. It's been smooth. Like, it's not too big of a deal. Uh, hoop wise, I mean, I guess there were some moments, whether it be in practice or you know, workouts where you kind of get your butt kicked a little bit by some dudes like Wyatt or Spence, Miles, kind of getting after you, um, where you realize, like, you know, I'm not quite where I think I am or where I should be um, type of deal. But, uh, yeah, it's really nothing too crazy. Yeah, that's um, all right, though. Yeah, I'm, that's uh, it, never never a bad thing. But uh, so have you picked a major yet, though? Can we can we yeah. go down that? Yeah, what are you, what are you majoring in? I'm majoring in sports psychology. Um, like kind of exercise science type stuff. I really enjoy just kind of the, the uh, like training, um, to like just like performance type of stuff for basketball, like specifically basketball type deal. Um, so that's kind of where I'm headed, locking in on for school. That's, that's great. Yeah. No, that's uh, obviously half the battle too. When uh, when uh, you know you got to go to class as well. So. Um, all right. So you talked about your freshman year and obviously coming in. Um, you also talked about, you know, big fish, small pond. Expectations were high. Transition's tough no matter what level you're at or how good you are coming into high school. Um, like you said, I'm sure there was a few of those practices earlier where you're getting whipped on pretty good. But uh, you kind of got kind of got in a groove, obviously, ended the year as a, the freshman of the year and a tight race, if I remember correctly. Right. Because who? Who would have been a couple of the other freshmen in that? Cause that... Uh, it was a kid from Velpo. Yeah. From, uh, Freeman Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was me and him. If I remember, it was pretty close. Yeah. And then I think, oh, DJ Wilkins maybe knocking on the door. Oh, yeah. Was he from yeah. Drake too? So there was a, a three-person race, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was, um, so that was good. I mean, obviously putting things together, continuing to grow your game. Um, team, you know, had some had some really good success. What do you remember about your freshman year? Is there a game uh, that stands out the most to you, whether good or bad, in that first year? There was, uh, I mean, <laughs> there were some bad games. We had a, that stretch. It was like at Old Dominion, at Utah State, and then at South Dakota State. 
where we got kicked by like 30 a couple games. Um, and those practices afterwards weren't great. But I'd say uh, it was more like in conference play. Um, we had some really close games, some close losses. And, uh, you know, we were like around 500. And just, um, you know, leadership from Wyatt and Miles, our two seniors, and how they, you know, kept us like every day is a new day. Like no matter we win or lose, like we're going to come back to practice the next day and just try to win the next game. Like just the way they, uh, you know, kept everybody kind of on the same path and kept the team together and realizing like all it takes is three games to make it happen and make the tournament. Uh, it doesn't matter what the season looked like before that. So I think just, just their leadership and the way they, you know, kept us going was the biggest thing I noticed. Yeah, there were stretches in that uh, your first year, obviously, um, you know, the team on a little bit of a roller coaster ride, you as well trying to figure out where you fit in and how things work. But uh, there, there are also stretches where, hey, we need a basket. We're going to the freshmen. And so how how did you kind of handle that? Um, you know, coming in, obviously having good leaders, having guys there that have had experience and made plays down the stretch. Um, how did you kind of mentally prepare for those situations and be able to say, hey, you know, I know I'm only a freshman, but they're ready for me to step up and I need to go get a bucket. Yeah, I think mean, a lot of the credit, too, goes to, like, my teammates and coaches and the trust they had in me um, and let me just, you know, give me the freedom to kind of do my thing a little bit and, you know, in those moments, um, try and make a play. And also, I think, like, a lot of it, too, is just, like, you you don't really feel the, well, I don't know what to call it, stress, but just, like, the worrying of being in that moment, like you want to like have the ball and make it happen. Like people say that all the time, but like that's just kind of how it is. Like in the moment, like let me go get the ball and try and get a bucket here. Uh, so I feel like that's what I should be doing. But a lot of it's my teammates too. They love me. They let me have the confidence in me to do that. Yeah, that's uh that's huge. And like you said, it, it's kind of hard to explain and to put into words when, uh, it's just so instinctive that you've done, been, you've been doing it your whole life where it's like, okay, uh, here's the deal. I, I give me the ball and let me go make a play. You don't really think a whole lot about it because of the preparation and the time you've put in. Um, you can ask your dad and I don't know if, uh, if coaching's ever, uh, on the horizon for you, but it's completely different when you're standing on the sideline and you have to just stand there and watch somebody else try to make the play. It, uh, it yeah. takes a little, uh, it takes a little <laughs> getting yeah, used to that's for sure. Yeah. But I, I always say I get way more nervous um, coaching than I ever did playing because, you know, you don't have any control. Really yeah, oh, I took that too this past year, not being able to play. Right. You know, like watching, like you're thinking, man, if only I was out there, like it'd be game over. But yeah, for sure. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it, uh, it's an adjustment. But uh, so, all right, then speaking of adjustment, we transitioned into your sophomore year, um, which ended up uh, being a big year for you. Um, you ended up being the Larry Bird player of the year, um, put together a hell of a season. Um, speaking of Larry Bird, we talked a little bit about it off air. So this high release, um, almost unguardable. When, when did the high release kind of um, start? And then how did you kind of formulate to get it to where it's at now? I'd say it really started my freshman year, a little bit before my freshman year, but my freshman year is really when I started to move it up a little bit. Um, and I think kind of just as I got stronger, it slowly just moved back. And it, it wasn't really a conscious thing to keep moving it back. It was more just natural, um, whether it was having to get my shot off in different ways and having to get it back there and also physically just being able to do that. 
But uh, yeah, it just kind of happened over time to where it is now. And you know, it looks it looks funky sometimes, but like you said earlier, if it goes in. Hey, hey, 100% man shooters touch for sure so um all right so looking at your sophomore year um it's I mean you just filled it up I mean it was something that uh you were you were putting um what, what I have you at on over or almost 20 points a game um shooting ridiculous percentages uh what was same question here what was one game that uh kind of stands out because you started to get the ball rolling as a team to you having success, the team kind of started to come around a little bit. What's a, what's another game from your sophomore year that that stands out? Um, let's see. I'd say probably just in conference. Uh, the biggest one that stands out to me was playing Drake at home. Just both the, the atmosphere, the win we got, the way our team played. And I was fortunate enough to make some shots that night and play well. Some shots. But, yeah. But I think really just kind of once we started conference play, um, things kind of came together for me a little bit. You know, I struggled a little bit early in the in that year, in the preseason. I really wasn't playing great, shooting great. But, you know, like I stuck with it kind of and conference came around. I was able to find my shot and, you know, get things going a little bit. Yeah, you guys did struggle a little bit at the, at the beginning. And like you said, yourself as well. I think maybe that's a little bit of that sophomore expectations come up and you kind of feel like maybe you're trying to do a little too much. But then, uh, like you said, then down towards the stretch. And I wasn't going to set it up, but I was going to say the same thing. The game I remember the most was that game uh, that yeah. you guys had against Drake. I mean, it was it was absolutely nuts. Um, so so take me to that. Obviously, Iowa native, so maybe means a little bit more to you. But uh especially having both teams good and where you guys are at. How, how, how cool and how much fun is that Drake, you and I rivalry? That was, that's for sure the best, my favorite game that I've ever played in my career at UNI um, in the McLeod for sure. Just because like you said, the environment too, like that was really one of the first times where I'd been playing where it had been like sold out, packed, the rivalry game, like the tensions high teams, you know, you really want that win. and uh, So you kind of just, feed off that energy the whole game in the crowd and it's it's hard to explain it like Adam I'm sure you know you've been there but like it's just you get in that moment and it's like just things kind of just happen you just are hoping and playing kind of yeah it was uh I looked great on tv too I mean it was something <laughs> where the the McLeod was absolutely rocking and you know the fact that it was those two teams late in the year I mean there's just a lot of things that were were going into it and obviously just a high level of basketball um all in all and so yeah it'll be fun to watch uh looking forward to that uh that matchup again this year too I think it's uh I think it's gonna be a lot of fun uh it's it's, yeah. it's even more fun than the fact that you guys get to play each other twice Exactly. I mean, yeah, they'll be good this year, too. They'll be solid for sure. So that's going to be a couple battles for sure. And we owe them, too. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. That's for sure. So so talk a little bit about that. So ending how uh, you alluded to it there, but uh, sophomore year then um, coming down the stretch. Uh, what do you remember about so? even hard for us, but trying to put the timeline together because you guys were actually able to finish out your conference tournament, you guys were like probably one of the last basketball games that season, weren't you? Had to have been close. Yeah, we, we, uh, yeah, I think it was like a few days after that, like not that, like two, three days maybe where they shut everything down. 
so yeah, I think we were kind of one of those last games. Because I think, because you guys, yeah, you guys played out, or the, the Missouri Valley played out their conference tournament, and then yeah. the Big Ten was supposed to start that Wednesday, I think, and that's yeah. when it all it all got shut down, which is just God, crazy to think back now. But uh, you know, thankfully, you guys were able to, you know, get your season in. It would have been been nice to to get in get a, uh, a, a bid, an at-large bid, and have to go and, and play in the NCAA tournament. But the way things shook out, um, not the way any of us basketball fans or players or coaches wanted that to end. But uh, crazy, crazy deal. And so then um, so then you, we talked about it in a little bit in the intro, but then after your sophomore year is when uh, you uh, entertained or talked with the, with the NBA, correct, and, and did all your – all your zooms what did uh what did uh what did your off season look like um going into your junior year and uh, what were you able to do for workouts so it was um i was able to connect with alex oakland in town and I, so i was able to get in the fit like i had a key to the gym um there and that's basically where i was working out um every day because like you and i campus off limits so it was me and tut and we were putting in lots of days each week um out there working out so it was basically that whole spring um i was out there and then i think we were able to do stuff at you and i um starting like july maybe but majority of the time I was out there getting my work in and so then um you'll have to help us to kind of understand what was what was preseason looking like i know it was very much up in the air are we going to play um, how's this going to work? Um, you know, in the, the Valley, it felt like maybe more so than others, the Valley kind of figured it out, um, a little bit quicker to ensure, um, you know, you guys would get an opportunity to play, but what do you remember about your junior year and hearing like, Hey, this is a go, like we're, we're going to make a run at this. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, kind of like you said, like just when we found out, you know, we would be, you know, playing and even though it was limited fans or in front of no fans, you know, just having the opportunity to play is, you know, better than not playing at all. Um, but it was tough, even though I did get hurt. I think if I would have it still would have been, you know, kind of just a long year in general, having to deal with everything we did and, you know, some games getting canceled. Um, so it was definitely not easy, you know, on the guys, both, you know, mentally just having to deal with that all the time. You know, just never knowing if you're going to play or if you're going to have to quarantine for two weeks is, Kind of ridiculous long year, but hopefully and all, all the testing and the travel yeah. differences and all that. Um, uh, what what do you think? You didn't get an opportunity to play in the back to backs, but uh, what do you think? What do you think of those? Uh, as far as the way that they set the schedule up with the back to back, I mean, it's that's no joke right there. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I'm that's kind of like they had to do it that way just to make it work. I think, but. You know, just kind of hearing from some of my teammates, too, it was not easy. Um, just physically having to play back-to-back. That second game was tough. And playing the same team twice in a row, too, is tough, whether you're at home or on the road. Like, being so many twice in a row is not easy. So, I mean, I think they had to do that just to make things work. Hopefully, I think this year it's going to be back to normal. Um, but, yeah, playing those playing those back-to-backs would, would have been a challenge for sure. Well, yeah, and then depending on how the draw, you know, works out, I mean, perfect example, going back to Drake, I mean, yeah. it's, it's completely different if you have to play them at the nap twice or you get them at McLeod twice, you know, and yeah. so the way that that kind of shakes out, um, I guess the silver lining, if you if you had to have an injury, that would have been the year to 
the year to miss. Um, but uh, so walk us through the injury. What was the deal with that? Um, how did that kind of come about? And and then when did you know like, hey, this is this is this is not this is not good. We got to got to rehab this and get get back on the right foot. So it was um, our second game of the year last year. Uh, down in that tournament, Sioux Falls is when I first started noticing. It was just basically like uh, I'd run or move, and then my hip would almost, not my hip, but my leg would almost just kind of randomly, like, give out, and there'd kind of be some shooting pain, like, just kind of a weird thing. Uh, but I just, you know, kept playing. I didn't think it was anything, really. I didn't know what it was. And then we got back to CF after that tournament, and, you know, I had some x-rays, MRIs, talked to some doctors, and then found out what it was probably, like, a week after we got back. And then, uh, you know, that's kind of where I had to make the choice of, you know, is this something I can try to play through the whole year? Will this get worse? Will this potentially affect me more down the road um, type of deal? And, you know, I made the choice to do kind of what I did, and I felt like that was the best option for me. And, you know, it wasn't easy, but, uh, you know, it's just kind of something you have to do, deal with. Um, so we talked a little bit about it, but what do you, what do you think, um, your biggest takeaway was from sitting and having to watch from me for a year? Um, it's something where you, you can pick up on a lot of things over on the sidelines, just a different perspective. Um, so what was something that maybe you were able to gain from, from watching from the sidelines this past year? I think, uh, one big thing is like, there's a lot more than just basketball not in a bad way. Like, it, I think it helped me a lot is just realizing that, like, there's a lot more than just hoops all the time. And that's how we do, like, other things are important and people are important and learning and growing is very important just to everybody. Um, so I took – that was a big takeaway for me. And also just kind of seeing the game from a different perspective, um, kind of almost as a coach a little bit and uh, just watching kind of how things happen on the floor um, how you can teach other like teammates and help them learn better. Um, Cause it's one thing to kind of say it as a player and how you see it from when you play and it happens in real time, but watching it from a different point of view kind of gives me another perspective to teach other guys and help them. And that's something I tried to focus on a lot. Um, just teaching guys like Bowen and Nate, some of the guys that didn't quite have that experience to, you know, help them learn as fast as possible. Cause my freshman year was the same type of thing. The more people you have around you that are trying to teach you and help you and get you grow as fast as possible, the better it is in the long run. So, absolutely. And then uh, throw a rehab in there. Um, it's something that you got to mentally. I mean, yeah. sports psychology. Here we go. Um, mentally, how are you able to kind of prepare yourself and and understand that? Hey, we're here. We go. We're heading to treatment again. Um, and what were maybe some something that helped get you through that process? Yeah, it was, it was not easy. Like, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. Like there's times where like having to deal with that, it's like you really don't even want to be around the game at all just because like it's so frustrating sometimes. And like, like you're sitting at the game and like you got to be on your crutches and hopping around and like you can't do like things the same way, whether it's just like getting up and cheering and being happy for your teammates. Just like mentally it just messes with you quite a bit, but I think just um, the big thing that helped me is just knowing, like, you know, this is this was supposed to happen. Like, this is all part of the plan for me, like the plan God had for me in my life. And, you know, accepting that and trying to keep the mindset of, like, what can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? How can I help other people 
through this. So I'm just kind of trying to shift the folks away from what's happening to me, just accepting it and, you know, growing from it. That helped me quite a bit, um, made it a little bit easier, but it's still not easy. Not easy. No, it's so, yeah. never never easy well and any hooper will tell you too i mean it our our stress relief is always just going out on the basketball court and just kind of forgetting the day for whatever struggles whatever it is you step between the lines and that all kind of goes away and and then when you don't have that you're kind of like man like what yeah. like what's the deal here you know and um you know thankfully for you i think it's something where it'll build appreciation for the game um, you know, and if ever there was a bit of burnout now, it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like yeah. I've been doing this game, you, you know, for my whole life and a year off means give me, give me 10, 12, 15 more years of doing this. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. So, well, for, well, good, man. No, that's, uh, that's exciting. So then where are we now? I guess that was my next question for you. Then, um, recover. We talked a little bit off air. It sounds like, uh, starting, starting to get the legs back under us. I am. Uh, I'm fully cleared now. I've uh, been able to go live a few times um, in five-on-five, practicing with the guys. And then also kind of just playing some one-on-one, three-on-three three type stuff. Just That's kind of been uh, my one of my biggest focuses, just kind of getting that back, knocking that rust off, going full speed, um, playing against other dudes, having to make reads and decisions on the go live. Um, so I've kind of been focusing on that. And but another big thing, too, is uh, – get my basically my body back to or not back to but above to where it was before in terms of you know some athleticism um, moving better um, not necessarily getting stronger but getting stronger in my legs and you know becoming a better athlete and player and realizing like everything I do on the court is limited by my physical abilities like if I can improve my physical abilities then everything I do on the court is just going to get that much better kind of type, type of deal so that's been Basically, my biggest focus is that, um, like, what can I do to off the court to help and make me better on the court kind of type of deal. Yeah, no, that uh, that sounds great. We're excited uh, to see how things go this winter. But uh, yeah. um, big, big off season for your family as well. Um, yeah. Obviously, obviously, your dad, uh, dad heading west, uh, taking the position over at Iowa State. So two part question, obviously, one first being able the opportunity to have him on staff and, um, you know, have him around how, how fun and unique was that for you? And then ultimately, uh, uh, what was your your thoughts and feelings once uh, your dad went ahead and accepted that position at Iowa State? Yeah, no, it it was a blessing the time I had with him here, the two three years. Um, you know, just having somebody, you know, in my case, my dad, where every day, like you got somebody there that's kind of always looking out for you, trying to help you become better, whether it's in games, um, just pulling you aside and be like, hey, you know, look at like think about this, you can do this. Um, and also just, you know, going up to his office after practice, chilling, going to get lunch with him, like just having that all the time is, you know, it was amazing. I love just every part of that um, experiences, winning a championship with him was great. And, you know, then the time came for, you know, him to, you know, do his thing now. And he has been wanting to do something like that for a while, you know, have that opportunity to go you know, pursue a head coaching job, hopefully sometime in the coming years. Um, and this was kind of, you know, the best fit for him where we can, our family still in Cedar Falls, they, my parents still got their house and he, he's able to go down there and make it work, still be able to hopefully come to quite a bit of me and my sister's games. So I was, 
you know, I supported him 100% in his move, kind of the same way he supported me when I was being recruited. Um, I just wanted the best for him. And I knew I could tell that he wanted to do this. He's been wanting to do it. So I'm happy. And he's enjoying it a lot. He's liking it a lot down there. That's good. Yeah. Uh, happy for, happy for KG. Can't, I don't, I don't think I agree with his decision, but uh, <laughs> that's, uh, happy for him. Happy for him uh, trying to pursue what he wants to do. So, um, yeah, that's a great story and great to hear. But, uh, well, AJ, uh, we like to end our podcast uh, with a little section we like to call Rapid Fire, uh, where Brian's going to hit you with a couple questions, um, some about basketball, some not, and you just uh, hit us with what comes from the top. All right, let's do it. All right, man. First one we always start with, uh, favorite visiting gym or arena you've ever played in? Uh, Grand Canyon. Most definitely, yeah. the environment and the atmosphere, the energy there, like it was insane. I love playing there. But in conference, I would say I like, I kind of like Belpo for some reason. Um, just kind of their gym, the feel to it a little bit. Um, yeah, I'd say that. That's good. Yeah. No, we like it. Grand Canyon is a good, uh, is, a, is a great environment. We'd love to, love to see a game with the Lopers. Yeah, um, for sure. All right, so second one, uh, what what age uh, when you were finally able to beat your dad one-on-one? Uh, we didn't play much one-on-one. We kind of, I'd say it was probably. He's, he's, he's that smarter than that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, seventh grade, maybe, where he was like, we're just going to stick to some shooting contests. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> so, uh, so same question, though. What about for your sister? When were you finally able to beat your sister one-on-one? Come on, <laughs> one on one. That's always me. Shoot, she can she can shoot a little bit though, so we might have some close games in that. But yeah, never beat me. No. There, there you go. Um, so so obviously Adam and I are well versed in Cedar Falls, but we need to know from you uh, when we come to the Panther game, where do we gotta stop and get something to eat at in Cedar Falls? My spot's Greenhouse. It's right on Twenty Third Street, right on campus. Uh, I kind of go there for lunch like three times a week. Three four times. I'd say that. I've never been there. See, I was gonna good. say I've been to a lot of lot of establishments in Cedar Falls. Um, not the greenhouse, though. I like it. So write that yeah. down, Adam. We got another one. Um, all right. Uh, who's the greatest basketball player of all time? Of all time, well, I'm gonna go with MJ. Um, but definitely throw Larry Bird up there. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I like that. I like it. I didn't know you're. So you're usually in that uh, age bracket. Uh, that yeah, lean, no, they lean LeBron or or some yeah. Kobe's in there, but uh, no, that's great. Um, so oh, maybe you just answered it, but the next question I have on my sheet: Is there anybody that you model uh, your game after? I like watching CJ McCollum a lot. Uh, kind of his, like his rhythm and pace to the game and the way he is so good at getting to his spots and staying under control kind of and just doing what he does like he kills people and he's also a mid-major guy so they love that but I watch him quite a bit I remember watching him play at Fog Allen um when he was at Lehigh and I was like this guy looks like he just came from noon ball and is just (laughs) killing these guys like he's just crafty shifty it's like yeah so that's uh he's he's definitely gotten hundred times more athletic uh, since he was at Lehigh, but uh, that's cool. That's a good one. Um, All right. Favorite basketball shoe. Favorite basketball shoe is 
uh, it's like I think it's a 2015 Hyper Rev, like the low one. Okay. I think. Yep. Yeah, I had them like maybe my sophomore year in AU, and I love those ones. Now you can't find them anymore, and if you do, they they last like a month and they get beat. So isn't that the way it goes? You always like. You fall in love uh, with the shoe like at the end of the of its life, and then you can't find it again. But you guys been killing in those uh, those purple Kobe's at uh, you and I. You've been I liking the Kobe's. Like, that was my second. Yeah, those ones. Fortunately, too, I've ran through like four pairs of them, and they don't have any left. Oh man, really? We're struggling here on shoes a little bit. We gotta find. Well, and yeah, and obviously finding uh, the purple ones is no joke either. I mean, yeah. that's kind of that's what makes that a little tough. Is feel a little feel a little limited, but um, no, that's good. Um, all right, uh, two more. We'll get you out of here. What's uh, a little bit of a loaded question? Uh, hopefully, uh, you're ready for this. What's uh, what's the best thing about being a Panther? I would say the support and love that you get from all the fans and the community. Like, and for me, a big moment when I realized it was my freshman year in St. Louis, you know, when we made it to that championship game, just after the semifinal, coming back to the hotel and seeing, like, all the people that just came down that day for that game, just chilling in the lobby, like, waiting for you. And just, like, the, the random times in the community, too, where people stop you and say something. You know, that, that just kind of sticks with me, and I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, Adam can obviously attest to that. I think uh, Cedar Falls and in basketball are kind of two things, especially Panther basketball, or something that uh, they hold in high regard, and uh, honestly, athletics as a whole. And so it's got to be something, especially as a Cedar Falls kid, to be a part of. But uh, all right, AJ, we can't let you we can't let you out of here without asking, what does it mean to you to have the shooter's touch? To me, it means. Uh... Trusting, like, when that time comes uh, in the game or in the moment that you're going to kind of get get the luck on your side a little bit just because of all the work you've done and the moments leading up to that, I guess, and just relying on that a little bit. Yeah, having that on your side. So, Love it, man. We, we agree with you 100%. It's all about the preparation, right? So uh, you put the work in and uh, you don't have to get ready because you're already ready. So, but uh, AJ, man, we appreciate it. Uh, we know you're busy. We know you're getting ready here to uh, flame some more dudes out this year. And so taking some time to sit down and chat with us, jump on the shooter's touch. We really appreciate it. Um, super excited. And obviously we'll be in the house uh, for more than one game this year and, and watching you uh, as and your team as much as possible. So again, uh, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, no, no problem. Appreciate you guys having me. And Adam, I had a, I had a, my dad told me to ask you one thing. He told me to ask about uh, during summer workouts when uh, you were getting chewed out for being too tan. I knew that was coming, okay. man. I, uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, every single time I go to a UNI game and talk to one of the coaches, uh, they bring that up. Even old old players that play with me, they bring that up. Really? Uh, that's cool for half hour. I forgot sun sun uh, sunscreen, and then I I go to work out after that, and uh, yeah, and it was and it was my fault for missing shots. I was too tan or, or too burnt, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you tell him thanks for asking that question. Uh, I've heard it a million times. Um, but like Brian said, man, we we appreciate your time. It was great to connect with you again. Um, you know, every, every, everything Brian said, we're excited to watch it again. We're excited for uh, your your and the Panthers' future. Um, and we can't wait to get to the McLeod for a game, um, yeah. obviously, after uh, we grab some, grab, grab, grab some food at Greenhouse.
Yep, there you go. No, I'm excited for it too. Uh, it should be a fun year. Team's been looking good this summer, so gotta be on the lookout. There you have it, shooters. I don't know about you, but we're excited to see what happens in the McLeod Center this year. Excited for AJ and what he's going to be able to do out there. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know. We'd like to hear from you. Um, if you haven't dropped a five-star, make sure you do that wherever you get your podcast. It only helps us out, helps us um, get recognized. And again, we appreciate it. As always, remember, shooters shoot.